I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, who witnessed Luca oh. and Porzingis play together tonight. KP's what you back. got for me, Isaac Harris? Back again. KP's back. Hello. Dude, freaking Kristaps Porzingis, man. How can, how can, how much more, I mean, I literally, I think I watched the whole first quarter with a smile on my face. I'm like, this is real. It finally happened. We were so hyped since the moment he got traded here. Was he going to play towards the end of the season? He wanted to, obviously we know that. And like, they, he couldn't, we had to wait all the summer. First game, they showed him like before the tip off and he's just sitting there like, you know, bouncing around. And I'm like, I'm happy way kind of nervous for you bro but i'm like yeah. super excited for you too i'm like it's man mass basketball is so much dang fun right now after one preseason game two two okay yeah well <laughs> the first one count? one and a, one and a half <laughs> one and a half <laughs> yeah so we will discuss all about the mavericks preseason game against the pistons luca and porzingis's debut together we will discuss all of it every single part of it on this show but before we do, this show is brought to you by Indochino. It's the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O I almost said Chuck. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code locked on. Also, continue to send in your five-star iTunes review questions. Uh, we appreciate everybody that gives us five stars. We're on our way to 400 reviews, which should be awesome to hit that. Let's do um, it. This one is from our guy, Jonathan. Uh-oh. He asked this question, and it's kind of topical today, actually. What are your thoughts on a Blake Griffin trade scenario? And I'm pretty sure we've cool. answered this question before, but I just don't see it happening. I don't see how it would be possible. Blake Griffin is just too important for that Pistons franchise right now. He's He's their star player, and I just don't see them making a trade for him at all with Drummond and his free agency coming up and it would just be a weird reboot for them to make a trade like that. So I just don't see it happening at all. Yeah, I don't see it. I think it was more likely like last year possibly, but the whole reason why they made that Blake Griffin trade was because they needed butts and seats in Detroit. They're having a, they had a new arena. They needed people to come to the games. You know, they made that Tobias Harris, you know, center trade for Blake Griffin, uh, bring him in there. And even though the pairing isn't perfect with him and Drummond, uh, they should be fighting for a playoff spot. I, I mean, I have them as a playoff team and they obviously went out and got Derrick Rose and stuff too. So I think right now, they're going to hold on to him. You have to. I mean, he's their best player. And and when he's healthy, he's a really, really good player. I mean, when he's healthy, he's an all-star you know, in the league, especially in the East. But, um, yeah, I just don't see him trading him. Unless, you know, yeah, they're not going to – if they lose Drummond for nothing and they might entertain it then and go the rebuild route again. But right now, as they have Drummond, then I don't think – I don't see him trading him for anything that the Mavericks have to offer – 
outside of KP and Luca, and and the Mavericks don't have the draft picks either. So unless one of these young guys just pops, you know, like if one of these guys just completely jumps off the page or something. But we've discussed over and over again, it doesn't seem probable for anybody in the Mavericks really to make a leap like that that they would need to. So. There you go. Everybody else, send in your five-star iTunes review questions. We're slowly but surely getting through all of them, and we appreciate every single one, if they're five stars. Okay, Isaac. So, Kristaps Porzingis made his debut. They went to him early and often. Mm. He scored really quick, eight points early, before he had two fouls and was back on the bench. That first play where he's backing down Blake Griffin, and he just spins around. It was just it was almost like a catch and shoot, but it was a turnaround jumper. Mm. He was he's just so quick on it. His feet his footwork was so good. His shot looked so smooth. It it was just like it was like <laughs> it was just like watching a dream. <laughs> like, yeah. How is this really happening right now? Can I can I tell you one thing that I didn't like about the sequence? About that one? About that sequence. Oh. It was his first bucket, first basket. It was beautiful hyped and loved Eric Harper. But the very first basket from KP got the, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to say it reminds me of Dirk, but it was, I mean, it kind of, I mean, the, we, the didn't fan, even get, we didn't get one basket in one bucket. And we are, I'm like, I, I, I can't, I don't want that to happen. We love Dirk, and I just don't want I, – I can't handle that all season long. So, love Harp, but I just – I can't do that. Um, anyway, oh, back man. to KP. <laughs> we were talking a little bit ago about this, but over the summer, everything was about his just beef up and his the muscle gains and everything, swolzing is yeah, and all that stuff. And the videos, the pictures, all this, his Instagram, we are all talking about how much weight he had put on. And I think, not that we forgot, but I think we just put it to the wayside a little bit that how good of a shooter that he is. And you saw like the videos, everybody was tweeting out videos. I tweeted out a video on Saturday of him shooting with Luca after practice, all this stuff. And it just reminded people again, like, man, he's really stroking it out there with Luca. And he looks like he's a better shooter than Luca. And which he is. And then you see it on the court and you're like, okay. This is we have it's it's a nice reminder of he really is like one of the best shooters in the league. He did shoot 39% from 3 his last season in New York when he was an all-star right at almost 40%. He he can shoot the lights out and even in that first quarter tonight, I texted Nick during the game I'm like I feel like every time KP shoots that it's going in. <laughs> it's an odd feeling. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't feel that way with Tim Hardaway, but anyway, keep going. Oh, come on. He had a good first quarter. He did, he did. He did great. So, and then, so we got the Luka, the back down turnaround jumper. We got the, or the Porzingis back down jumper. We got the Porzingis catch and shoot from 27, 28 feet out. Just <laughs> The first the, I mean, three of oh, his Mavericks career. So good. Beautiful. Love it. Uh, the line, the, the line in practice is already paying off, Isaac. We saw it several times. No, honestly, I did think about this, and this was the one we referenced that Tim Cater wrote about. Yeah, explain Brad, the, explain the line for people that didn't listen before. <coughs> well, at practice at the at the mass practice facility, they have these blue the blue tape that goes uh, kind of at the top of the key and then round to like the the side arcs because obviously it, you can't it extends the, the three point line it extends the three point line above the break you can't go. 
the corners that you can't go farther out in the corners anymore because the corners are almost too small for people's feet <laughs> to fit. But it extends yeah. the three point line above the break, and so it goes out to what was it? It was like like thirty feet, and then the yeah. So twenty eight. That's where like that. you see some of these people that tweeted out the Luca KP shooting uh, contest videos. You saw Porzingis shooting from this line that was like three or four feet from behind the line. And you're like, and he was raining them. And so, yeah, that was one of the main topics of training camp. Uh, some people were asked about it, but a lot of media were talking about it. That's a bunch of us, even when I went on Saturday, when we were talking about, like, oh, man, these lines, they're, they're obviously using this. They're incorporating this into their new what are, system. And What are these lines? What are the lines? <laughs> and uh, it was like crop circles. Like, what does this mean? And <laughs> Rick, Rick shows up. He's like, I don't know. They just showed up overnight. <laughs> <I> did. <laughs> no, we didn't we put don't. them there. Uh, but, yeah, and the, they're just – they're focusing on spacing. They're focusing on starting, uh, starting their offense from further out. It gives you more room for that stuff. And then when you see somebody like Porzingis at seven three, that's taking a jump shot from 27, 28 feet for his first three pointer in a live game over since 20 months ago. And he just rains it. Nothing but net. You're like, okay, like this, this could be a sign of what Dallas Mavericks basketball is going to be looking like this year. It's incredible. Coming up, we'll discuss more about Kristaps Porzingis, the rest of his debut. We'll get into what we saw from Luka as well, his first game this season as a Maverick. His first game in a, in a long time, it feels like. Mm. Um, not as long as Porzingis, but a first game from Luka in a while. We'll discuss uh, some of KP's comments after the game and get into the rest of the Mavs' second preseason game. All right, Isaac. So we saw Porzingis. Man, he hits the threes. He, we also saw him do a couple pick and rolls with Luca. We Ooh. saw him hit a couple pick and pops, uh, but we saw him do some things that you just, just very few humans on the planet can do. Um, we saw him against Thonmaker in the second quarter, you know, out of the three point line and kind of fake left, fake right, go into the lane uh, and stop and hit a floater. Or hit a floating jumper. Somebody said, I wouldn't call that a floater. Well, it's okay. It's a floating jumper. Just because he didn't do it with one hand, I guess it's not a floater. But he had a floating jumper in the lane. This is a seven foot three guy. And then we saw him cross over Andre Drummond. Yeah, later in the third quarter, we saw him cross over Andre Drummond and pull up and hit a long two. I mean, the things that he can do with the ball, he's not just a catch and shoot three point shooter. I was watching some of Markel Fultz and uh, Mo Bamba. And you can imagine, like, Mo Bamba is, is a decent three-point shooter. He hit, like, three threes the other day, like three of five from the field. And, like, but all he can do is just catch and shoot. Just any kind of movement or anything else, and it just totally throws him off. If there's anybody close to him or in his face, it's just going to be totally thrown off. Porzingis is the complete opposite of that. He can be moving. He can have the ball in his hands. He can pull up. He can do the catch and shoot. We saw the long, the long three to start the game. But he can hit these shots off of movement, and that's just what makes him so special. It's because of the elevation, because he's able to move around, and we got to see it firsthand with Luca playing off of him because he gets he's getting a little bit more space than he got in yeah. New York, I think. And he mentioned that after the game. We'll talk about that. Fultz and Bamba is like Kroger brand KP. No, Luka. great value brand. Great value. I'm try- I was trying to think of something like lower than that. I mean, Didi's discounts or dollar store brand, dollar general dollar brand, ninety nine cent store. Uh, Luca KP, but but no, yeah, the space that KP will have and just 
him being able to just take catch and shoot threes whenever he played on this uh, played on a Knicks team that had like Jarrett Jack for their you know point guard and yeah. some of these guys, and now you're gonna have. Freaking not Pablo Prigioni and Sasha Vujicic <laughs> and Raymond Felton. Like those are his point guards that he played with. Frank Nilakina played the most minutes of any point guard with him. Yeah, and I I love man, I know Rick said this at training camp. I mean at Media Day, but like Luka Doncic is the for real point guard, okay? Like we're talking about he brings, he brings the ball, the ball every, up the court. Every time. Like he yeah, he is uh I mean, unless somebody like Don Rice, somebody, you know, gets the rebound, they just go with it a little bit. But but like he is the point guard, and I love every bit about that. Uh, but yeah, the KP, the floater against Thon was like, okay, like, calm down a little bit. This is crazy. You're pulling this off 7 3. But the crossover, that was, if he's pulling off like dribble moves and stuff like that, then I think uh, Austin Garuya, uh, sorry if I pronounced it. No, I think that's right. He tweeted out something. He said it feels like a cheat code using you know having KP and and honestly like there for that stretch there in the first quarter. I'm like, I mean he just the shots, the crossover, you know, later in the game. It's scary. I mean, you can't help just to get super hyped up as a Mavs fan and like, all right, how can I not you know walk away from this and be super biased about it? Blow it out of proportion. Like, it's a preseason yeah, game. There wasn't a ton of defense being played, but. But he's still, I mean, yeah, he had 18 points in 19 minutes. Uh, that's pretty good, I would say. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he just, he looked really good. <laughs> and he didn't really even shoot the ball all that well. Uh, no. He only hit two of his seven threes. They were both in the, the very beginning of the game. Uh, he got two early fouls. He went out with eight minutes and 18 seconds left in the first quarter. He didn't come back until really late in the first quarter. I think he went back in like like inside of one minute or something like that got a few minutes there with Boban yeah that was awesome (laughs) that's awesome to see Uh, so he didn't he got a lot of time on the bench and I think that really kind of I think that threw off his rhythm a little bit because of all the time sitting on the bench Um, and then he's got got to figure out how to come back and you know and, and play and get his rhythm and figure out where he's gonna fit in the rotation I think we learned a little bit about the rotation in this game I think we're going to see uh, I think Porzingis is going to go out early like he did, but maybe not as early. He's going to mm. be the first one out. I think it's going to be Dorian or Maxi that comes in for him, and we're going to see that we see Luca with the the others, <laughs> and then Luca's going to go out, and Porzingis is going to come back in. They're going to stagger them a little bit because you have to you have to separate them because without them, and we've seen we definitely saw it in the first game <laughs> without Luca or Porzingis, there's just not that many threatening players on the court offensively, and so you have to have one of those guys on the court pretty much at all times in order to be uh you know a team that's taken for real right <laughs> yeah and i th- i think it was the second quarter uh bobby crawler tweeted this out and it made me think about it and i think it was the second quarter and he was with this he was with this lineup with brunson seth curry yeah hardaway finney smith and, and kp at the five and we think or at least i think that a lot of these closing lineups will beat Dorian at the four and KB at the five, but it's those type of lineups. And he brought up a good point on the tweet. He's like, Hey, if they have those four guys out there, it allows KP to go one-on-one. That's when, that's when we got the Thon maker drive and floater. Yes. And a lot was made last year when Luca was able to feast some on these second units and he played with this bench unit. And that's when he got minutes with Brunson and stuff last year. 
but KP with the, the the bench guys and going against some of these backup fives like a Thon Maker, like some of these guys to where they can Christian ISO Wood. It, Christian Wood, where they can ISO it out. And some of these other opposing centers might be, you know, taking a break and he and Porzingis is going against those backup fives. We saw tonight just a small glimpse of him driving on Thon of the crossover. Kristaps isn't just a catch and shoot big man. He isn't just a quote stretch five. He isn't a just a back to the basket shoot over the top of you, which he can and he will. He's also uh, he st- that you, we saw a glimpse of. He's also a guy you throw the ball to, and we saw him pump fake and drive in the lane. We saw him do a crossover. This is the next level of KP's game that you're like, okay, this this. Continues down that path, the and then you're unstoppable <laughs> at that point. Yeah, the setback against Boban the other day in the, in the you know scrimmage stuff. That's when you're getting into like seven foot KD range to where you give them the ball and they they can just shoot over the top of anybody, make a crossover move, and that's scary. That it that's that's gonna be the next level of it. Um, what do we think about him playing off of Luca? We saw it a couple times. You mentioned he's going to get a little bit more space. Um, we saw that one play, the buzzer beater. I believe it was in the third quarter, where uh, they were playing off of each other on the left wing, and they're just kind of throwing the ball back and forth. And then Luca threw it to Porzingis. He's backing down Blake Griffin, and he's waiting for Bruce Brown, who's guarding Luca, to just kind of. Try to Good double job him. on that, Bowley. You said Bruce Brown was guarding Luca or would guard Luca. I know some right. things. He he guarded Luca, and Luca did not like any minute of it. <laughs> did not appreciate anything Bruce Brown did. He smacked him in the in the the uh, below the belt area. Did you see that? I didn't see that. No. He swiped for, he swiped for the ball, and he went he, he hit two instead. Mm. So on this play, though, he's Porzingis is backing down Blake Griffin, and he has the ball. Bruce Brown cheats off of Luca. And Porzingis sees the shot clock is going down. And then as soon as Bruce Brown cheats off him enough, Porzingis throws the ball back out to Luca, long three, and he hits it to beat the buzzer. It just plays like that where you're able to manipulate the defense because of how good these two players are. The Mavericks haven't had two players like this. You yeah. know, you've seen Harrison Barnes, hit, you know, back to the basket, you know, do his thing, but it really never ended with a pass out, you know, or a kick out or anything like that. Honestly, we saw a glimpse. Honestly, a version of it was JJ and Dirk, right? And that that two man game of the same type of abilities. The I mean, we we joked that that you know Luca being a six seven JJ Perea or yeah. whatever, but just you know the the stuff that JJ can pull to get in the lane. He's crafty. He can also hit the three, the pick and pop stuff that Dirk. You know, but. The key part of that is their chemistry together. They did it for so long, and they knew where each other wanted the ball. They knew what they, you know, just in just in their vision, their eye, their eye contact with each other. They knew which what each person wanted. That's the stuff that's going to take time for Luca and KP. The two man game. I could just, I mean, we all could just watch that all day long. Just watch them run a pick and roll, and you saw a little bit of it, like Luca with Maxi tonight, and. When Maxi, you know, Luca came off the screen, Drummond didn't stay with Maxi. He had to help on Luca. So then Maxi, you know, rolled down the lane. So then Blake Griffin had to help over from the corner and take on Maxi. Therefore, opened up Dorian all the way across the court in the corner. And Luca hits him because Luca's vision is insane. He's going to hit you if you're open. And Dorian knocks down the open three. That's the type of offense that, like, good luck. Like because yeah, Luca's incredible at running the pick and roll, yeah. And when you get him and KP playing this two man game, 
And then you get Seth in at one corner. And like if if Dwight's running that pick and roll and you have KP on the wing, Seth Curry in another, like then it's just you gotta pick which one you want to guard at that point. Yes. Yes. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Seeing them trying to figure out that two man game and already having success in that in playing off of each other is just it's it's a testament to their chemistry already. And the yeah. fact that they have chemistry and we think that we thought that Luca and, and Dennis Smith Jr. had chemistry off the court, right? We, we you know, they were friends and you know, there's no animosity between the two, but on the court their chemistry just wasn't there. Luca and Porzingis' games are so compatible that yeah. their their off-court chemistry can translate on the court because of their abilities. And it's just going to be amazing to, to watch that and continue to watch it. So, coming up, let's talk about what Porzingis said after the game and talk a little bit more about Luca. All right, Isaac. So after the game, Porzingis said about playing with Luca. This is via Eddie Sefko. It's easy to play with him. Super easy. The looks he got us and how much attention he draws away from me and everybody else, it makes it so much easier. I'm excited going forward. And then he also yeah, talked about I'd the be chem- excited too if I was <laughs> he talked about the chemistry and he said it's not gonna happen all in one day. You know, they're gonna have to figure it out. I'm paraphrasing, but it's gonna take a little bit. Uh man, it's it's just gonna be so great to see what they're able to do. And honestly, I don't think they ran the pick and pop and pick and roll as much as they should, no, as much as they could. No. I mean, it could be designed that way. It's just Rick's gonna hold it in his back pocket. I mean, Maxi was was screening for Luca more than Porzingis did in the, in those opening minutes, and I think that's by design because Rick wants the five to be the roller. And when yeah. Dwight is running that, I think it's gonna be a little bit more effective. But I wish we could see more of of Porzingis at the five playing with Luca because we only saw Porzingis at the five with that bench unit you mentioned. Yeah, and I think yeah we gotta see what Dwight looks like at this five side because Dwight's a better roller than Maxi. It looks yeah. like Maxi has gotten a little bit better at that. There is a technique to rolling. I feel like some people kind of overlook that and like oh anybody can just run to the basket. There <laughs> is a technique to that. Um, but I'm curious on kind of going back to what we said a few days ago, or it might have been yesterday on yesterday's pod. But when KP picked up that second foul, they had to move Maxi to the five. And I text you about him like Maxie's garden Drummond. Yeah. And is once again, like Drummond is kind of Steven Adams a little bit. Drummond had his way a little bit down there in the post. And so it's one of those things like KP garden Drummond was, was great. That, that that's the, route that didn't look like def- a mismatch at all. No, that they, they definitely have to go that route. That's where the added muscle and everything comes into play. That's, that's awesome. And the, the added length helps there too. I mean, mm-hmm. Maxie is five ten or five ten. <laughs> He's, he's six. Okay. He's six ten. He really got screwed with the measurements, guys. <laughs> he was wearing some crazy shoes. Maxi is six ten, and Lu- and Porzingis is seven three. That's that's almost half a foot taller. <laughs> that, yeah. That that's length added onto your wingspan too, and there's just the added length helps you guard in the post, which is why guys like you know Nerlens can be effective and Mo Bamba can be effective. Uh, you know, guys like that, or, or even Giannis before he was bulked up, or Davis before he was bulked up. Uh, that just that extra length, which is why we make such a big deal about wingspan in in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maxi doesn't have those added, you know, uh, helpers, <laughs> physical tools to be able to guard like that. So Porzingis guarding bigs like that looks a little bit better, and and the bulk really helped. Drummond is not it, the the biggest big, like he's not Adams or he's not Embiid, but he's still a strong, you know, big guy. And he's he's a rebounding machine, though. I mean, yeah. he, he is. Um, Drummond had and Drummond only had nine boards tonight. So, I mean, I know he only played well, how many minutes he played. I mean, he did play twenty three minutes and only had nine boards. I say only, but Hassan Whiteside look, laughs at that number. 
he's been literally one of the best <laughs> rebounders uh, in the league the past three or four years. But uh, you, you know, you saw Maxi Maxi start off the game on Blake Griffin, uh, Porzingis on Drummond. I think that's how you're going to see a lot of uh, you're going to see Dwight guarding the Blake Griffins of the world and and KP on Drummond. So we just got to see what when that four spot, kind of like you mentioned yesterday, that Detroit's kind of an anomaly a little bit. But what some of these teams that have us have a, a smaller four instead of a six ten Blake Griffin. Uh, what does Dwight or Maxi look like guarding those? I'm curious to see what what happens with that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The Mavs have, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to, to see that dynamic. Uh, Luka Doncic, 21 points, eight rebounds, five assists, three steals. He played just about 28 minutes, mm-hmm. which I thought was was pretty significant. Uh, that's about that's nine minutes more than Porzingis played. Uh, I wonder if if. Carlisle stretched his minutes a little bit more in this game, or if he really wants to play him that much. <laughs> and it would be wild if he was trying to play him, you know, 36 minutes or something like that, because that's what it would end up being if he played in the fourth quarter. 35 minutes. That's true. Yeah. Right? Because if he, he only played, he played 28 minutes through the first three quarters. Let's say he plays the last seven minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, we're up to do math. <laughs> we're up to 35 minutes. Yeah. That'd be close to the league leading. Like Bradley Beal led the league last year, thirty six. Yeah, that is true. So I think he stretched his minutes out a little bit. But uh, this wasn't Luca's best game either. Luca had some some great moves. His floater game was on point. He took the Justin Jackson homeschooling course of, you know, getting your floater better. Did you know Justin Jackson is the best homeschooler? The greatest, too. Isaac. The greatest, greatest NBA homeschool player to ever play the game. I'm just gonna be real. That's gonna be my new second never, best I'll, league. I can never, thing. I'll never forget it. It's just the funniest thing. Um, yeah, he Luca was seven of eighteen from the field, which sounds familiar because Porzingis was seven of eighteen from the field. <laughs> Luca was two of eight from three. He was minus ten for the game. Uh, the difference between Luca and Porzingis is plus minus was fascinating to me, but it's just the the lineups that they played with. Uh, and then the game was tied at the end of the third quarter when he left the game. So. Um, the Mavericks really only voluntarily he wasn't hurt or anything. Yeah, left the game. Left the game when the third quarter ended, and he didn't go back. He wasn't. He didn't get put back in. If we're gonna uh, small nitpick, five for ten from from the free throw line, fifty percent. Got to get that up for Luca. Yeah, that's that's concerning. That's one of the things that we going into the season that you have to. I think he shot seventy one percent from the free throw line last year. Yeah. Uh, we gotta get a we gotta get Luca eighty or above from that free throw line. He's too good of a shooter. I, he's he's there. It just we gotta see it. All right, some of the other players. Justin Jackson got the start. Hey, can I mention something about Luca real quick? No. It was just a nice Seeing him back on the court again, I was obviously more more excited to see KP because we just haven't seen him forever. It's just amazing once again just to see what he can pull off and the command that he has when he's like, just, it feels like he goes slow sometimes, just like he gets past people. He just gets whatever he wants. And it just fascinates me how, like even watching him like warm up, like KP, you know, seven, three is, feels like he goes in full sprint. He's jumping super high. He's like, you know, doing his thing. And Luca kind of just is, methodical he's just kind of just walking around slowly barely jumping on the jump shots and just kind of doing his thing and then he gets on the court and it's just he literally gets what he wants at times and I feel like he can get to any spot on the floor that he wants and he's not a like crazy like LeBron type of athleticism body type thing it just I, I know we watched it all of last year he's just so dang good 
and it was just nice to see him play basketball again and be reminded of just how dang good he is. And he's just so smart, too. He had a couple steals yeah. in this game. He had three steals in this game, and they were all just pinpointing where a player was going to pass. And there was really sloppy passes in this game. This was, this was a pretty sloppy, sloppily played game overall. But uh, just to see him, you know, th- th- his mind working and then just getting Derrick Rose on his hip or getting Reggie Jackson on his hip and just going into the, the paint. And uh, you just can't do anything, right? Like as soon as I, you're on I, Luka's hip, there's just nothing you can do. Yeah, I really want to see what Luka's assist numbers look like this year. I think we're going to see – I think he's going to push 10, and I really think that. And I think he's going to make it a point too because he's going to have the ball in his hands so much – and there's gonna be they're gonna be so spaced out to where he's gonna hit so many open people, and you have somebody like KP, I, and I think he's gonna have like it's going to be a point of his to get his assist numbers up too. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. He hit Delon right on back to back possessions on wide open corner threes from either corner. If guys like Delon Wright and Seth Curry, if he gets to play a little bit more with Seth Curry, which Seth Curry didn't really even play that much again in this game, uh, I guess he played 19 minutes. It didn't seem like that much to me. Uh, but if he plays a little bit more with Seth Curry too, he can and guys that can find open space like that and knock down shots. It's just it's going to be, you know, incredible for his game and for his assist numbers too. It's just it's going to be depend. It's like some of the, it's like some of the Lakers' problems. They're just dependent on these other guys hitting shots because Luca and Porzingis can combine for you know fifty points a game. You still need the other sixty three points. Man, <laughs> three man lineup that I'm anxious to see their net rating in like two months. Is KP Luca and Seth? Yeah, I want to. I want to see what that three man three man net rating will look like in a couple months because that could, yeah, be deadly. We saw Justin Jackson get the start. Uh, do you think that was a, just an overcorrection from the you know the uh, the game yesterday, or do we think that he actually proved something, or was this Carlisle's playing the whole time? No, I mean, I mean, yeah, it looks like two days in a row. I mean, yesterday's or two days ago. Um, against OKC, it was just, you know, different people started. But, yeah, he started today with, you know, KP and Luka and them. So, I mean, it looks like he has the inside track on that. As far as the dot race uh, and the Rangers, he's the he's the green dot. <laughs> he's leading right now the, the race. But, yeah, I mean, if he starts the season, I, I just – I still think it's going to be fluid. Uh, but I, I, I hope he can – I mean, he only had two points tonight, played 23 minutes. Uh, he only took two shots. But – it, he had a weird stat line because he had a lot of zeros in the stat line, like zero assists, zero rebounds, um, and only took two shots. But he played played twenty three minutes, so you're like, dang, well, it was just a weird stat line. It was weird. Tim Hardaway Jr. for all the stuff that we you know put him down for. He was six of ten from the field. He hit. We don't put him down. He hit three three. We do put him down. He had seventeen points. Uh, he's the third leading scorer on the team. He was hitting shots, and honestly, I feel like he reined in some of his pull-up jumpers. Like he was, yeah, he was so, taking pull-up jumpers. They just weren't as contested as some of the ones he was taking yesterday. Yeah, still, I mean, I think I think we should have put a board bet down on like over under how many shots that were like, oh, like <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, yes. the no, no, no shots. Yeah. Uh, except I don't know if there's a yes at the end, but that's the. There were still a few shots of those tonight, but yeah, I mean, we just want we just need him to make the open shots. That's what we need, and he hit three of his seven threes tonight, so that's good. Yeah, and he he is a player that when he's hitting shots like he did, he looks incredible. He just looks like he could be the answer for this team. You know, be the third score, be the third leading scorer, and be that guy. But when the shots don't go down because they are tough shots, 
you know, and it does happen. It's just it's the law of averages and whatever it averages out. If he has an incredible shooting year like he did tonight, then hey, I mean, all the power to him. Yeah, I also want to point out Jalen Brunson. Just of course, another great game. I mean, I, I, we can't praise this guy enough. He's he's a good basketball player. He's going to be a big part of this rotation. And yeah, tonight he had eleven points, uh, four six shooting. His shots couple. in the post where he he. Gets the ball really deep in the post, and yeah. he does the turnaround, you know, fade away jumper, just in the in the paint where he's like five feet away, and he does that. Is they're amazing to me, and it's some people would call awesome. that crafty. Some people would call it that, Isaac. He should have a sponsorship from Joann's. <laughs> Michaels, <laughs> Michaels, yeah. Oh man, so there you go. Anything else you want to say about this game, Isaac? Yeah, I mean, it, it just to see this duo that we've waited for forever uh, take the court together. It's super, super fun. And now we get to look forward to in two days. A lot of you listen to this on Thursday. Uh, tomorrow, first home game. KP, Luca at home Friday night. Against the uh, Bucks. Giannis, Giannis and them. Uh, who guards Giannis? That's going to be fun. And just how everything, you know. Yeah, Wes Matthews, welcome. Coming back to uh, town. Welcome back. You know, you know he's gonna love uh, guarding Luca. Uh, even though he came back here when he was with the Pacers uh, last year, but he's gonna love trying to guard Luca. Trying, and uh, it should be fun. But yeah, tonight was a, a blast. I don't even think we care about the final score of this game, right? I mean, nobody, no, not at all. No, because cares. it was this it was tied at the end of the third quarter, and, and starters didn't play in the fourth, so it didn't matter. Yeah, they lost on the scoreboard, but this was a win tonight for the Mavericks and the fans. Absolutely. There you go. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow, and then again, uh, we'll have a post-game show after the, the Friday game as well, so we'll talk about that, and we'll be back tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.